0614104107. Your tweet at Aldrin Simpia and our studio line is 86 in conversation with the political analyst, uh, Sandan Washing. Uh, unfortunately, we are not winning with that line to Dr. Onga Mamdimka, but we'll continue the conversation. Um, Asanda, what do you make of those voice notes that we just played? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the, the second one by uh, Ongama in London asked the very question that I'm asking, which is um, we need to be asking questions around when and how the army can and and should be deployed and what kind of criteria the government uses because we can't allow a situation where the government can just deploy the army willy-nilly when we know that uh, the duties that they are basically deploying them from are actually South African police service duties in the main. And so we know that during uh, COVID, during COVID protocols and COVID, the, the, the lockdown, they were deployed and it was very clearly outlined why they were deployed. In this particular case, I, do, I don't feel like there was enough of a rational given or enough of an explanation. And to me, that lacks or, or, or that, that kind of smirks as a lack of accountability. The government doesn't feel like it owes us an explanation when it makes these decisions. And I think that I've already clarified that July 2021 means that South Africa does need to be on standby, that there does need to be contingencies when there are, you know, huge protests planned. And so, as I've said, I think the government has the responsibility, this is literally government's job, to balance the the importance of deploying people to protect, to ensure that there isn't looting and that people are not hurt or harmed, while also ensuring that they're not breaking any constitutional um, requirements while making sure that they can be held accountable. The reason we had Marikana is because the, the government resources or state apparatus was used uh, to respond to civilians and we cannot afford that. So while we cannot afford definitely at July 2021, we also can't afford another Marikana. And so the difficulty of government, which is what people get paid to do as politicians in government, is to ensure that they balance these two important things and to ensure that they make sure that they are on the right side of the law when they are balancing these two things. And so there is nothing wrong with having this discussion precisely because the government needs to constantly let us know where the line is between protection and turning against civilians who are the very people paying for these police and for, you know, these um these um these mili mm. the, the military and i think you know um if you look at the budget the reason why i'm highlighting the budget the budget if you look at the budget for limpopo province for 2020 21 for the south african police service you're looking at about 500 uh, million so the 1.666 million that was spent you're looking at just um you know just under a third of that limpopo budget meaning for a month the government is proposing to spend for one month what it would normally spend in a province like Limpopo in a year. And so these are the kind of questions that we need to be asking because I now have questions around why is it costing so much? Did they over-deploy? And if they did, what were the reasons? What, what was the yeah. threat assessment that was done, et cetera, et cetera. So again, perhaps some of these questions could, could not be asked before. Perhaps some of these answers could not be given before because, you know, the, 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 the government does have to protect information, et cetera. But now would be a good time to explain all of those things because it's after the fact.
in terms of particularly the EFF one. My fear, and, and the reason why I keep saying we need to raise alarm bells, is that we've got a government that is failing to provide any, a, energy right now consistently. Mm. And the government knows, you know, research has shown globally that what happens is when there is, you know, a nationwide lockdown, which... ESCOM people have, have warned us that is a possibility and is a reality in South Africa that there's looting, that there's all kinds of things that happen. And we've seen also in France that there was a protest that was meant to be one day, that became three days, that became, you know, more days. And so there are, you know, there is a precedence for perhaps the kind of deployment that they're doing, but they need to bring us into their confidence to say, we did a threat assessment on the basis of this. And we need to understand that we are not going to be paying for the military, for the police yeah. to be turned against us as it was used in Marikana. And as we have seen in many, many, many other instances in South Africa and outside of South Africa. And unfortunately, the ANC is also at a very critical timeline of sitting Literally next year, it's going to be 30 years since, uh, you know, post-democracy. And we know that liberation movements have a tendency of using the military and using state police when they fail to get their way through democratic means and principles. We've seen this across the entire continent. We mm -hmm. know the script. We've read the story. And so we can't we can't be caught sleeping on this and we can't pretend like we don't have that history. And again, it's about balance, asking the relevant questions and having the government come to us and, and, and bring us into their confidence okay. and say, we made these decisions on the basis of X, Y, Z. There is nothing nefarious in the fact that, you know, the intelligence sits with the president. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why it was brought in, et cetera, et cetera, so that we don't have these fears we only have these fears because there isn't enough information or at least information that that i've seen or that i've yeah. heard that is convincing around the need of such high levels of security okay. 086 086 at triple zero two zero three two your voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven and you can also drop me a tweet at aldrin simpia on a twitter um morena saying that the two parties the anc and the da did not use the language that the eff used um, the EFF used a language of violence and the army was there to defend the citizens and the country. Um, Zar platform saying that the EFF posed a material threat to the country. The government had to be proactive in deploying the army. And uh, Zuelicha says that if the SANDF is around for a month, where were they? The where were the SEPs sent to the Eastern Cape? on the N2 today where taxis are blocking the roads. Asanda is making a coherent argument on this. 0614-104-107. You tweeted Aldrin Simpia and our studio line is 086-000-2032. Good afternoon, Adrian and the listeners. I've got two questions only regarding the, um, the shutdown and the deployment of the uh, uh, armed force. Yes. Um, is it is this the first shutdown that we have ever had in this country if it's not and have um, the government deployed the army as they have done with the EFF Swan secondly if ever we're gonna have another shutdown in this country which is not organized by the EFF is the government going to deploy the army and all that as they have done now Thank you. 
Okay, Asanda, just a quick final one. I know that you have to rush off, and that is the question around um, the state using its mechanisms as well as state power, um, as Julius Malema had said earlier on today as well, to try and defuse um, the rage or try to demobilize um, this protest action. Whether you speak about um, ESCOM, whether you speak about the Minister of Transport's intervention with speaking to the buses, or even speaking about the deployment of the security forces, because we can't deny though, that even though we say the argument would be that um, it is the state being prepared for any eventuality, but the imagery of it is also that it does send through a message of fear and some people perhaps fearing of being part of such a protest and opting to say stay at home. Yeah, this is this is exactly the problem that I'm highlighting that, you know, in a democracy, there are multiple ways of of uh, of political activity or political participation so we have the vote which everybody knows and you know not enough people use in south africa but we also have protests which is actually a democrat in, in terms of democratic principles it is political activity that is legitimate and the thing about south africa is that if you look at the data that you know the iss released not too long ago where they said that south africa was experiencing about 2.6 uh, 2.6 protests per day, right? And they, when they did the data, it dropped. So between Jacob Zuma and 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 Cyril Ramaphosa, when Cyril Ramaphosa was was put into power in 2018, the protests actually seemed to go down, and there were less. And then something happened where there was a peak, and again you saw now not only 2.6, but you were seeing three protests a day. So protests are a good indicator of where people are and how people feel about the state and the ways in which they're governed. And we cannot and should not be in a position where where any government whether ANC or not, thinks they can use state power, i.e. the police or the military, to quell that legitimate political activity. And it is said that, you know, the very movement that was at the forefront of many, many, many political activities like marches, like shutdowns, etc., etc., now that they're in government, they are using the same tactics that we saw in apartheid. And I think this is the other thing, that South Africa is a very, very, very specific history, and government has to be sensitive to that, that we are a traumatized people coming from an apartheid brutality towards any and all kind of dissent. And so we are going to be even more sensitive than any country in the world when our government starts using the state for any other means that may look like, smell like, or feel like it could be the state abusing its power. Asanda Mwasheng, thank you so much for your time. Uh, once again, apologies that we couldn't get uh, Dr. Onga Mamdimka on the line. He says that he couldn't hear anything. Uh, so unfortunately, we couldn't bring him on air.